All right, so this week it's a pretty clear path to Jeeves and Worcester because we watched Blackadder last week, and in series three in particular of Blackadder, you, Laurie, was in three and four, but four was the World War One series. But series three was like the Mozart looking Hugh Laurie, you know, very just similar where he's right, like this. the early 1800s. And his attitude, even though Jeeves and Worcester is not in that time period, but that idea of a, a dumb aristocrat, basically, right? <laughs> it's like, it made you say like, oh, have you ever seen Jeeves and Worcester? Which I have not. But uh, how do you know this show? I know that from watching it on PBS, and uh, I know that everybody knows Hugh Laurie from uh, in, in North America. They know him from the Doctor on um, Doctor House. Doctor House, yeah. But he was well known in Britain long before that. And as we saw, we also see Stephen Fry in the fourth part of of uh, Black Adder. He's the uh, general. In right. that, and he was well known also in Britain at that time because I'd seen them in other things, but I, I just can't think of what they are right off the top of my head. But Jeeves and Wister, yep, loved it. Yeah, I knew Stephen Fry, but again, I didn't really know why I knew him. I just kind of knew him, and I only knew Euloria's House. I never really watched House, but House was one of those just crazily, you know, like Game of Thrones or something, just one of these shows that out of nowhere everybody in the world was watching it, and uh. Uh, apparently, he was one of the highest-paid actors in the world at that time. That's how popular that show and was. most people did not realize he was a British actor. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And even even now, watching some of his older stuff, like seeing him in Blackadder and whatever, it just doesn't... Like, even now, if I look at a picture of modern-day him with his little Dr. House fucking expression where it's like he can smell cat shit, but he doesn't quite know where it is, you know? It still it doesn't compute as the same guy me it's like god that guy's so miserable i don't know why everybody loved that show i never felt inclined to watch it because he was just like yeah he's the best doctor but he's an asshole but uh but he's the best it's just like ugh, i don't know i feel like people well this is getting into a different topic but i find it weird when people really get into shows like that because it's like it's like they want like a, a parental figure to to yell at them through a tv show <laughs> to me though that is the sign of a really good actor when you can watch him in house and not make the connection that he's the same kind of vapid guy that he is in jeeves and wister that's real good acting when you forget who the guy really is yeah yeah so definitely uh, that's uh yeah just Im impressive <laughs> but yeah because i was surprised when i saw his these other things of him where it would only be little clips and stuff that would just pop up on the internet like do you realize this is dr house <laughs> not only is he british but he's this like silly man <laughs> like what is all this so yeah jeeves and worcester it's a british comedy drama television series adapted from pg woodhouse's jeeves stories which were 35 short stories and 11 novels published between 1915 and 1974 the series aired on ITV from 1990 to 1993, four series with 23 episodes. It's set between the late 1920s and the 1930s and starred Hugh Laurie as Bertie Wooster, an affable member of the Idle Rich, and Stephen Fry as Jeeves, his highly intelligent and competent valet. But before we get to Jeeves and Wooster, it then mentions... When Fry and Laurie began the series, they were already a popular comedic double act on their own show, A Bit of Fry and Laurie, and they were initially reluctant to play the parts of Jeeves and Wooster, but eventually decided to do so because the series was going to be made with or without them, and they felt no one else would do the parts justice. And I was thinking how that really is kind of weird. Like, you're already known as a duo. You're already on a successful show. Now you're going to go adapt these 
short stories and novels and be, you know, like it's just must have been odd at the time for the British public to be like, well, that's Fry and Laurie. Like it's, it must be additionally difficult instead of bringing in new actors that they're just now going to say, just for a second, forget about the sketch show and watch this other show that's a little bit more of a drama. It seemed like an odd situation. Like, I'm trying to think of a, a Canadian example. Like, what if a couple of the kids in the hall suddenly were like, at the same time as this, we're also going to be in this other show. An interesting thing. So I thought, instead of just jumping in to Jeeves and Worcester, I think we should watch a Fry and Laurie episode first, just so I can get a sense for myself of what that show was like. And then... Yeah, to see if it's different, or is it just the same? Are they Are they acting the same and just now... Their Jeeves and Worcester. Yeah, like did did the guy who was adapting the Jeeves and Worcester stories did he just watch Fry and Laurie and say, "Well, those I've got are the guys. Them. Yeah, those are my men because that's what I want them to do." Or, or is it again one of these cases where they're just British people are so good at acting that they can just do it all? <laughs> like who knows? So, uh, real quick about uh, Fry and Laurie, the show. Fry and Laurie are an English comedy double act. Uh, Stephen Fry and you, Laurie, met in 1980 through their mutual friend Emma Thompson, who I know as Professor Trelawney from uh, Divination's teacher from Harry Potter, uh, while all three of them attended the University of Cambridge. So again, that comes up a lot in uh, British stuff that a lot of the comedy groups in England met while they're in various universities. And then following appearances on TV sketch shows, they gained prominence on television sketch comedy A Bit of Fry and Laurie, and have collaborated on numerous other projects, including most notably the television series Jeeves and Worcester. So uh, I've got, for anyone who wants to watch along, I have season four, episode three of A Bit of Fry and Laurie, and uh, then we'll just jump into the first episode of Jeeves and Worcester. Oh, I guess I should say, uh, have you seen any of the uh, A Bit of Fry and Laurie? Or? I don't know. I'd have to see it and see. I may have. And it does seem like probably, uh, I, I presume Jeeves and Worcester is probably a little easier to import over and show to us. You know, there's, it seems like the, the random sketch shows from the UK didn't come over all the time. You know, that No, because a lot of what we saw from Britain was on uh, public broadcasting and they bought Series. They didn't actually buy like little comedy sketches and that sort of thing. They, it was usually a drama of some kind that they would have imported. So, all right, Fry and Laurie, season four, episode three. I, I love to dunk. I'm a great dunk. Um, uh, anything. I just dunk anything. My my husband says I'd dunk my own name if it wasn't stitched on. do some stuff he just is like in the morning at night in bed so with the uh, a bit of fry and lori um sketch show i can definitely see why i don't think it ever played here i certainly never saw it but i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't because the sketches were pretty funny but there was so much connective material that was you know very 
uh, specific to to England in 1995 humor. I guess it's kind of like when we watched like Friday Night Live with Ben Elton or whatever. There is just stuff that you know, even if we watched uh, a Canadian show from 1995, we probably wouldn't remember half of the stuff that was going on at the time. So I can see why that was tougher to import or whatever, but it wasn't bad. But I do think it was interesting to watch that because these two really are impressive actors because even though we just watched a half hour of them on a sketch show, as soon as you put on Jeeves and Worcester, you just forget that it's even them. Like, it doesn't seem like the same two guys. These seem like two completely different people. Yeah, except that they look, their their looks are basically the same, of course. Right. But, no, the acting is uh, completely different. And uh, and we also popped on just a just a scene from House, why not just throw it on there, because neither of us have really seen that much of old House. But, yeah, it's all, it, it is, he really is good, uh, Hugh Laurie, where his style on the sketch show was kind of a, a different kind of goofy than than he was on Blackadder. But even though Blackadder and Jeeves and Worcester, you know, you can see the connection, but they really aren't the same either. Like the Blackadder character is much dumber, <laughs> you know? Worcester's not so bad. He's just kind of a sheltered man-child. He just, he's just a rich guy, never had to grow up, but he's not like dumb, you know? And then House, of course, he's just like, so yeah, really impressive. And, uh, and obviously Stephen Fry's part here is, uh, is, is a, a different thing, but he's even just so good at that, you know, like he... He's so dry and formal, and he, he's perfect for the part. And, and like relentless, like almost everything that comes out of his mouth is a backhanded insult to somebody or something, but he never, you know, you but can never prove so it. But done so subtly. Yeah. Like Beautiful. In a, in a court of law, you couldn't prove that, <laughs> you know, that he thinks... So-and-so is dumb or such-and-such such a plan is bad, but but it's pretty, pretty dang obvious. And yeah, definitely, I, I just like that style. Like, it really is just, it's just a fun environment of, you know, it, well, it's one of these things, like, I think nobody wants to hear it, but even people that are, you know, of means or grew up with money or have stuff, they do have their own problems. You know, it's just different problems. It's like that saying... Uh, money doesn't solve your problems. It only solves your money problems. You know, everything else is, that's wrong in your life is still wrong in your life. So in his own way, you know, all the weird social pressures of upper-class 1920s life, it seems like a real drag. But on the other hand, it's really fun to have all this money and fancy food and stuff. But you have to wear, you see it with Jeeves producing all the, the perfect clothes. You can't go to the country wearing a, a city suit. It's got to be tweed <laughs> yeah just so many yeah just ridiculous amounts of just little weird stuff yeah they uh i think one of the better compliments i could give that show is every once in a while when we watch something i i feel like i want to watch more and usually i don't watch a ton more because there's just not enough hours in the day to catch up on all these things but you know even well like last week with whatever happened to the likely lads i was like ah, i like that i'd watch more of that or the waltons was one i'd watch more of that so this is a good example of if this thing were like a miniseries, if there was only like six of these, I would definitely watch it. It's just that unfortunately there's 23 episodes. It's just a lot, <laughs> you know? That's like the, the blessing and the curse of the age we're in. It's so nice to be able to have access to all this stuff, but it would have been so much more digestible to watch this on TV in 1990 through 1993. It would have been delightful. But now it's just like, even though I like it, 
it's uh, an unrealistic ask to watch you know another 20 hours <laughs> of it it's probably not going to happen but I, I would like to <laughs> so so yeah i definitely i liked it quite a lot it's a good show yeah uh, well i i'd watch more of those because i did watch them i don't know how many i watched of them but i've probably watched a season of them so once a week you tune in to Jeeves and Worcester it's great great humor because it's so subtle that's uh that's what that's probably its claim to fame is that it it's not in your face but it's so enjoyable to watch and it's just such good acting and good scenery everybody's excellent in it these snotty old Darren lady the old lady types they're just they're very um stereotypical of what you would imagine they may have been like there's not a whole lot of like character sides that you see but but that's all you need lighthearted good good acting yeah and even the lighthearted aspect or just that it's you know i wouldn't say it's principally a comedy but i wouldn't say it's a drama either it really is a good mix of in between but as we were saying while we were watching it it's like it's a nice time period it's very visually cool and interesting but even other shows of that approximate time, like I think Downton Abbey started a little before this, but then, you know, Great Gatsby, whatever, is all this stuff that is just, uh, not that it's bad, it's just not, like, fun. <laughs> it does kind of feel a little bit like work to watch, where a little bit of humor goes a long way. And again, yeah, it's not in your face, but I kind of prefer this kind of humor to even, like I was saying to you as we were watching, that uh, it's it's a different feel with like the sketch show with the studio audience laughing and stuff because it's just like there's more pressure to keep up the jokes it's like this is why we're here is to make jokes i like this this style i guess for a while people called them dramedies you know <laughs> drama and comedy but that's such a silly term i don't think anyone uses that anymore but it's nice because you can just uh the jokes are there but if you have a stretch where nothing that funny's happening it's okay it's like okay to just let things Breathe. And it gave a lot of variety in it. Like, this could have been all set probably in one setting, but they had country scenes, downtown scenes, indoor scenes, outdoor scenes, music, a little bit of song and dance. They had a whole variety of stuff in this thing. It wasn't just the story. I would oh, recommend uh, that to anybody who, who has never been introduced to Jeeves and Worcester. I would say, like, you want to have some lighthearted comedy that is really classy? There you have it. It's kind of a neat, just like a world, too, that it builds. Because, like, it really doesn't even uh, address that there are people of lower economic means or lower social status. It doesn't, doesn't care about those people. They're not even in it. But all of Worcester's friends, like, they're all like him. They're all in their 20s or 30s. But they're all completely, uh, complete man-children. No one, there's no one who's, like, mature that has their shit together except Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> Who's obviously, because he is a manservant, he's from the lower class. Yeah. Although you'd never know it. He's actually almost more, if you want to think of the upper class as being rather snotty, Jeeves is way above them in that department. Yeah, and that's one thing, too, that I, I couldn't uh, determine. But since these books came out in 1915, I did wonder if this is, is this the Jeeves? Is this where the name Jeeves comes from? Where it's just, you know, you call a dog Spot, you call a butler Jeeves. It's just, it's just how it is. Maybe. I guess, again, I'd never heard of these, these books either until this show, but apparently pretty famous. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely a thumbs up. That uh, 
that turned out pretty good. We've had a pretty good run lately, you know? <laughs> pretty good run of stuff. Now I've jinxed it, so I don't know what we're going to watch next week, but, uh, you know, can't last forever. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and also, I mean, I do think even just specifically with these two shows we watched this week, that's like the greatest example of that they really are good actors is, is that watching their sketch show before we watched Jeeves and Worcester, I thought maybe it would uh, gum it up a little in my brain or whatever. Like, oh, now it's weird to see the two guys from the sketch show pretending they're in the 20s. But it was so easy to just erase <laughs> the any of the other characters that they played and just focus on these ones. So, yeah, thumbs up. Yep, thumbs up.